0: Welcome to another edition of New Track Record. Caleb Hatch and Justin Kinney with you. Hello,
1: Justin. Hello, Mr. Hatch. How are we doing? Oh, we're doing. We're doing it's the dog days of winter, you know? Yes. The, the good news is,
0: uh, like, I feel like the IndyCar offseason has flown by.
1: Yeah, so far. We have, what, a month and a half still to go? Yeah. It's usually the final four or five weeks that is the most grueling.
0: That's true. At least next week, we'll have the, the Rolex 24. Yeah. So we'll have the racing season start, essentially. Then I think it re- like the anticipation builds, but it also feels like the days go slower and slower and slower before yeah, we get there. Yeah, they
1: do. And you'll have Daytona, which, yes, I do watch Daytona, at least some of it. But after that, then you're really struggling to... Uh, over the final few weeks to get to IndyCar, but it, it could be worse. We could be go- going slower. So yeah, we're we're heading in the right direction.
0: So a uh, couple of headlines this week. These weren't surprises. we had heard these drivers rumored for seats. It was just a matter of where would they go. Takuma Sato confirmed at Chip Ganassi Racing for the number eleven car. He'll run the ovals. Marcus Armstrong, uh, the rookie from New Zealand, will run the road and street course races. So Sato back with a top team. For the Indy 500. That will be very interesting to watch. Meanwhile, Stingray Rob. Confirmed as the other driver. um, At. uh, Not Hunkos. Wow. At uh, Dale Coin Racing. With Rick Ware Racing. In the number 51 car. So another rookie. Two 21 year olds. Paired with that team. Those are kind of the headlines. For this week. I think we'll start with. The Sato News. Just because of how big that is. For their Indy 500 lineup this is a, a situation where Sato wanted to be full time, even kind of wanted to return to coin. It just didn't seem like that was going to be an option, but to see him get this opportunity and this could be it. Like I I'd be surprised if he does more than the any 500 after this season. Yeah. Uh, unless he, he does this oval role, but I, I don't know if that will be the thing moving forward. Cause Ganassi really, really wanted that seat to be one driver full time. So I just, this is a great opportunity for him. You just don't know how many more of these opportunities he's going to get.
1: And it's probably based on performance as well. If Takumo Sato can go out there, get a win for Ganassi, they're hoping to be ultra-competitive at the 500 and maybe get Taku a a third 500. But even elsewhere, places like Texas and and Gateway and all that, uh, being a competitive driver there. So that's what they're hoping to get out of Taku. If he can show that ability still, maybe it buys him more time in the series uh, going forward, With multiple races a year. But other than that, I see a guy that's probably this is his swan song in terms of being a competitor, consistent competitor in IndyCar. And the guy's what, 45, 46 years old? So 45 years old. I still think he's a a tremendous driver and tremendous asset, especially with the relationship with Honda of Japan and, and the Japanese people in their interest in IndyCar. And I hope that continues in finding somebody to fill that role once Taku is gone. But what better way to end, I guess, a, a significantly good IndyCar career with a couple wins by maybe arguably one. It's definitely one of his best drives, his best seats of his career and a very good opportunity to at least have a competitive car in every event he enters, which hasn't always been the case for Taku in the past.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look, he won with Andretti in 2017. He won with Ray Hall in 2020. He's and Marshall Pruitt pointed this out on racer.com. Uh, driver to win most recently for Foyt, which was Long yeah, Beach in Long 2013. Beach. Also, Ray Hall in 2020 at the Indy 500. They haven't won a race since then, which is wow. kind of hard to kind of process, but it, I mean, it's accurate. Um, but this is his best shot. I mean, he's run for Ray Hall and Andretti, he's had successful runs in the Indy 500 beyond just those two two wins. Uh, but this is by far, you feel like, his his best opportunity, at least going in. Obviously, when he won in 2017, he felt like he had a good shot. And, and in 2020, they also had good cards, which Rahal normally is not qualified well right. at Indy. But they qualified well that year. And both he and Graham had two of the, the three best cars in the field. The other one, obviously, Scott Dixon. But this is his chance uh, with a a top ride. And I get that it's not the 9 and 10 car, if you will, but... This is a really good opportunity for him, perhaps his best, entering the month of May.
1: And the bonus, or maybe the, the biggest thing about this deal, is fans and viewers of the series can continue to play one of their favorite and my favorite drinking games watching IndyCar races, is how many time is the, times is the phrase, no attack, no chance, going to be mentioned on the broadcast.
0: <laughs> that so will that continue, continues. for sure.
1: Yes. So if Taku is up there at any race... You're going to hear that multiple times.
0: And again, he wanted to be full time, this part time. Look, do you take the full time ride at Coin or you take this part time ride at Ganassi? I think I know the answer.
1: I think if Taku had visions of racing in this series multiple years going forward, I think the coin position and, and seat is better. But I think Taku too also sees the writing on the wall and he probably feels it too every bit of 45, 46 years old. And he wants another shot, the greatest shot at winning a third Indianapolis 500. And when comparing the two, there's no debate. Not saying coin can't be competitive, but in terms of wins, that's where it starts at Ganassi. And he has a better chance of winning the Indianapolis 500 there as opposed to coin.
0: I just think it's good to see guys who are up there in age still be contenders. And we've seen it over the last several years that experience that, you know, outside of. Really? Erickson? Guys are winning in their 30s and 40s. experience really matters for the Indy 500. And for the Ganassi team, for the McLaren team, yeah, they have some young guys, but they also have a ton of experience on those teams, and we'll get to kind of a debate between those two next. But this feels like a great position for him to get a third, and it's still up in the air. If Jimmy Johnson would be in a fifth Honda car, which is a possibility,
1: my guess is they would have to get that nailed down by St. Pete. The longer we go without that, the, the less, I think. I feel like Chip Ganassi, as much as it's up to Jimmy Johnson, Chip Ganassi wants to know what the hell's going on with that seat. I mean, it, yes, it is January, and you have till May, but that's four months to figure out what that team is going to look like, the behind-the-scenes, all that stuff. And team owners are masters of planning, especially the successful ones. And you have to think that Ganassi, if he doesn't know – already what the answer is probably knows which way that Jimmy Johnson is leading and can plan accordingly because yeah, four months seems like a ways away, but it's really not when you're looking at once you start the season and it's very much a a sprint to the Indianapolis 500.
0: So you look at the teams and Chip Ganassi racing with a very solid lineup. You got to remember last year how successful they were uh, with their cars in the field and well, it didn't go for Scott Dixon with that pit stop speeding penalty. Otherwise, I mean, he he was the clear favorite, won the pole, was the dominant car most of that race. Um, you had Alex Pelot get uh, uh, shuffled out of the order. He looked like a contender. Tony Kanaan ends up uh, with a good run, finishing in third. And then Marcus Erickson just sees the moment at the right time in the win. Great lineup they had last year. Jimmy Johnson crashed, but he qualified well. Then you look at this year and the lineup they have. Erickson, defending 500 winner. Scott Dixon, still one of the best in the game. Alex Pelot, again, expect him to be a contender. Right. And Sato as their lineup. Then you compare that to, to Arrow McLaren and their four, four cars for the 500. Uh, guys who went second, third, fourth, fifth last year. Uh, with Pato, Ward, Tony Kanaan, Felix Rosenquist, Alexander Rossi. That's their lineup. I, I mean, between those two teams, do you feel like the winner comes from one of those two teams? I mean, they, they have to be the two favorite teams going into it. It's top Chevy team and top Honda team, which is wild to think. We're not talking about Pinsky in this scenario. But McLaren has clearly got a top-of-the-line lineup. Obviously, same at Ganassi. It's just, uh, do we see the winner from one of those two teams?
1: I'd say if you're a betting person, you would, but anything is possible at the 500. And I'm not counting Team Penske out at any time until we get into the month of May and see if they've changed things around and, and see if they're better. So to me, Ganassi is the team to beat because you have, th- let's see, three different Indy 500 winners on that team. Marcus Erickson, Scott Dixon, Takuma Masato. You have two series champions in Dixon and Pello, and you look at Arrow McLaren with one Indy 500 win. No, and, two, two. Excuse me. Um, and one series championship. One series championship. Well,
0: champion, but that champion. was with a different team. Yes, a long time ago.
1: The galaxy far, far away. But <laughs> yes, I, I'm still taking Ganassi over, over, over McLaren at this point. Um, I think because Ganassi has
0: gotten it done, I think I yeah. take them. McLaren has been on the cusp for several years now. And, and, quite, and to, quite frankly,
1: recent history too. So, yes. I mean, Tony Kanan won it, what was it, 2013? I was going to say 2015, but yeah, 2013. And and Rossi, of course. But no, I'm taking Ganassi at this point. They're, in, in my opinion, the power team in the month of May right now. They're the team to beat, in my opinion.
0: Either of those two teams, you mentioned not counting out Team Penske. Uh, Unfortunately for Team Penske, talented guys, but for whatever reason, they've just been not in in the hunt in the Indy 500 for a couple years now.
1: Well, that's program. That's not anything that the drivers, in my opinion, are doing, and you would expect this year, as we do every year, that all three of their drivers should be contenders. I don't think we've sat here last year and thinking that Scott McLaughlin could be that guy because we hadn't seen it yet, but after the season he had in 2022, we absolutely expect him to be in the conversation. So when we look at Penske and on the surface, you say, okay, all three of those guys can be series champion contenders. Can all three of them be Indy 500 contenders? I don't think it comes down to the drivers. I think it comes down to the program around them.
0: Yeah. Just getting the, the strategy calls, right? Having the speed. I mean... Honda not only had the top in speed last year in qualifying, but they also had it in the race, and that was yeah. clear. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I think in terms of lineup, I think you're very impressed by both Ganassi and McLaren, but there's going to be drivers lurking. I mean, I'm not counting out Team Penske. I'm not counting out um, Andretti. I'm not counting out Ed Carpenter, but the the addition of Taku is a, a tremendous asset for Chip Ganassi racing, not just for the 500, but in all the ovals. I, I I mean, if you had to put over under zero point five wins for Taku this year, would you go over or under?
0: That's tough because we're only talking five races here, right? But we're talking one of the top teams. He should have top of the line equipment, which he hasn't had in in several years. Not that Coin was bad or Ray Hall was bad, or even Andretti. I mean, Andretti was top of the line at the time when he won. I mean, they yeah. were they were a clear favorite team in in 2017, as far as the speed and what they had to bring to the table. But yeah, this is the best of the best that, at 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 a half. Yeah, I'd have to take the over just because of the opportunity. Really? I mean, Texas, Indy, two at Iowa Gateway. I mean, he's had success at all these different types of tracks. Like it's not like he's limited by just super speedways. So. I think he'll have a legit shot to win a race here because of the team and the people around him.
1: The only thing that holds me back with Taku is tendency to make mistakes, yeah. And not getting any younger. We've seen the racecraft of older drivers, certain older drivers fall off, Jimmy Johnson in particular, especially at the end of his of his uh, cup career. And that inevitably is a factor for some drivers and is that will that be for Sato? Is and being a guy that's now in his mid-40s still racing in this series. So if I had to bet, I would say the under, but I'm not very confident in that because anything could happen in any of those ovals. It wouldn't shock me to win, to see Taku win any of them.
0: It's also just so hard to win a race in the series. So even getting one win is something the guys who can win, you know, two, three, four races in a year. I mean, that that's a career year for most of these people if you're not Scott Dixon or Will Power or Joseph Newgarden, those kind of guys.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So good good story to see. Talk. It was something that we expected for a while. It just um, finally came to fruition officially. But what are the expectations you feel for, for Marcus Armstrong in, in the road and street courses? Can he be a guy that slides in and and is competitive from the jump or at least when we talk about rookies, maybe be the best performing rookie? He can't win rookie of the year because of the races he's going to miss. But in terms of the most consistent, could he be th- that guy? He, he I feel like be. he's in the best position, yeah, he's in my opinion.
0: The, he's got the best seat. If he was running the full schedule, yeah, I think he'd be a clear favorite for rookie of the year. You look at at these guys who come from Europe. I mean, Lungard, for example, and the success he had. Callum Ilock, the success he's had. I know maybe the results, the end of the race haven't been there, but what he's done in qualifying and some of the stuff beyond him as far as like mechanical stuff they've been very quick from the jump. And so having a guy was with his level of experience in formula Two, won four races, including three last year, four podiums last year. Yeah. He was only 13th in the standings in 2020, 2021 and 2022, but that's a lot of experience in a, in a near top level car. I just think, yeah, he's, he's set up to succeed. It's just, again, the pressure of the team, And being a rookie, those are the things you have to balance out because that could be tough because I think people think because of his equipment and his experience that he's going to jump in and and be competitive right away. And maybe he could be, but I don't want to say he's going to be the guy as far as the rookies go just because of, I think, that added pressure.
1: And a guy that at the very least has a lot of seat time in Formula 2. And I think that could be the biggest thing for Marcus Armstrong to make that switch over to IndyCar be a little bit more of a transition, a smooth transition, as opposed to some of the other guys uh, in terms of Stingray Rob, Augustine Canapino, and Benjamin Peterson, at least in that that amount of time in the seat. Um, he has, in my opinion, exponentially more in terms of the younger or the the junior formulas than any of those other guys. But speaking of Stingray Rob, officially getting that seat at Coin, correct?
0: Yes, the number 51 car, Dale Coin Racing with Rick Ware Racing. So Coin's lineup is set two Americans, two 21 year olds, one of them a rookie in Stingray Rob, uh, one of our favorites just because of his name. Love the name. That's his real name. He's been a guy that
1: we've watched come up the ladder because of his name, Stingray.
0: And I I think he's a guy who, when you look at his ladder career, had a lot of success. Uh, Won Indy Pro 2000, which is what it was named at the time for Hunkos in 2020. First year in lights with Hunkos. A bit of a disappointment. Eighth in the standings. Moves over to Andretti last year. Uh, Had some success. Won a couple of races on the year. Uh, and finished second in the standings. I I think it's a situation where he found the right situation for him, seized it, and we'll see what he can do. He clearly has talent. I I think he comes in with maybe less hype than other guys who've had success in lights, especially for an American driver. But he's a guy who's clearly talented.
1: Here's how I'm approaching this seat mentally, is I hope Stingray Rob has success in this seat. Um, he's shown competency in the junior formulas, winning Indy Pro 2000 second place last year in Indy Lights. I hope it works out for him, but in my opinion, that's Linus Lundquist's seat. Yeah. And unfortunately, it didn't work out financially for Linus Lundquist. Linus Lundquist won Indy Lights. He should be in the IndyCar series if the funding was there as it's supposed to be for the Indy Lights champion, then Lena Lundqvist is in that seat, at least in some of the races. Maybe they're splitting it or something. So as much as I hope Stingray Rob succeeds, Linus Lundqvist with his on-track performance earned that seat. But unfortunately, it didn't go to him because of financials.
0: Yeah, Stingray Rob, one win, two pulls, four fastest laps, eight podiums last year and finishing second. Just to compare what Linus Lundqvist did on the year. I mean, he was dominant. I mean, Destroyed this, this, competition this guy in Indy Lights. Dominated the
1: series last year. This wasn't like he edged Stingray Rob by one point. Like, no, he owned Indy Lights last year.
0: He he did first place. Let's see one, two, three, four, five, six wins. I, I mean, there's not much more you can want from that. As far as what he did, uh, excuse me, five wins, seven poles, three fastest laps, nine podiums. I I mean, he had this title locked up with a couple of races to go. This was a a dominating performance, like you said. And it's unfortunate that they changed the structure of the prize money, because that's the only reason he's not in a seat. Correct.
1: And if the mission is to get the best and brightest and most impressive race car drivers from the ladder into the IndyCar series, it failed with Linus Lundquist not being in a seat and Stingray Rob getting a seat. And that's not a knock on Stingray Rob whatsoever. It's exciting to have him in the series, but just the performance isn't there to usurp. Linus Lundqvist and being in this series, and so that's uh, that's why I'm not too thrilled with with Stingray Rob. Love that he's in the series, but I'm looking at it going, that should be Lena Lundqvist in that seat. Unfortunately, so that's kind of how I feel. It's unfair to Stingray Rob. I'm sitting here and, and say that my opinion is unfair to him because he has no control over it. But that's just how I feel that that should be Linus Lundqvist in that seat.
0: Yeah, they, he didn't do anything wrong. Like it, it he competed. He was a solid second place in Got the series. Got the funding
1: together. It's yeah,
0: a, yeah. It's just Linus Lundquist uh, doesn't have the support. I think we'll see Lundquist in a race this year. It's just I don't know what the program will look like. Yeah, I, I think it's disappointing because we thought maybe he could be a road and street course races guy, and then if things go well, they get the funding for the five hundred. We thought that was kind of like the right the minimum, but now it's seeming like does he even run the five hundred at all? Like, is that a best case scenario?
1: I think the best case, well, the most likely scenario to me is a team that gets rid of a driver late in the season with like three or four races to go and they can plug Linus Lundquist in there. Kind of an audition for 2024. That's kind of where I see the opportunity coming for Linus Lundquist at this point. Maybe that changes. Maybe it turns into a 500 ride somehow. But right now, that's the path to IndyCar I see for Linus Lundquist, And it's inevitable because we're seeing it more and more each season is teams getting rid of underperforming drivers before the end of the season and plugging somebody else in there, and that's where I see Linus Lundquist's role being somewhere in some seat in 2023, being on the back end of the schedule.
0: We, we talked last week about the funding and how there, it's changed for Indy Lights for the better next year. So, for example, this from Trackside Online, uh, they they issued a kind of a follow up on the funding. So. This year, including scholarship and race winnings for 2022, uh, the champion ended up with $660,000 in winnings. In 2023, a driver with the same record would win $937,500. That's a huge difference. Humongous. So it just goes to show, I mean, essentially wrong place, wrong time for Linus Lundqvist. Unfortunately,
1: but you can't allow any drivers to fall by the wayside that do what they're supposed to do in terms of making the IndyCar series, let alone a dominant driver like Linus Lindquist.
0: Yeah. This is not a situation. Like for example, we saw JK Vernay many years ago and he won lights and had an IndyCar test. And I think he crashed in it. It didn't go well. Yeah. Like it's not one of those situations. This is a guy where if you a dominant winner, I haven't, heard or seen anything negative about him testing wise just doesn't have money yeah and I think the the troubling factor so we want to talk about negative stories I know there's a lot been said about the marketing or lack thereof in the sport this offseason there's been people complaining about that as far as maybe the negative offseason storyline I think the real negative offseason storyline is just the fact that Linus Lundquist doesn't have a seat next year for this year
1: Because it shows that the system is broken and that's why IndyCar has been lucky enough to get an influx of European talent is because the system is broken in the FIA in terms of moving up from F4, F3, F2, F1. The system is broken. You hit F2 and then you're blocked. And the, the alternative was always, I'm going to go to the United States because their ladder works. Well, no, it doesn't because Linus Lundqvist doesn't have a ride. So that is of paramount importance to the future of the sport is making sure your feeder systems operate and, and work the way they're intended to. Particularly when alternatives don't work is you are that one thing that that actually comes to fruition and, and, and operates and works the way it's supposed to. If it doesn't, then you're no better than Formula 2. And that's where we're at right now. Yeah, we'll see what you happens. You just have this to make is, sure it's the only time that ever happens.
0: This is a TBD right now, right? Because I feel like we'll still get to see him participate in some events. And it was never a guarantee before that the scholarship resulted in a full season. Teams often found a way to make it work that way. But th- this is obviously a massive, massive downside. Or otherwise, we've had a lot of good storylines this offseason. Uh, with it largest full-time field with 27 cars since 2011 uh with the streaming series finally announced with Vice and CW
1: which CW let's you mentioned this to me earlier this week because people and, and even me initially hearing CW and rolling their eyes but they're making a push for for live sporting events correct since they've been yeah. bought by Nexstar?
0: yeah they they are in the running for uh the live tour rights the golf tour they in fact that's seemingly, maybe not a done deal, but that's where they're going to end up. And it may not be a prime time, like time slot from what I understand, but they'll put it there. They also want to have a college football bowl game, obviously the IndyCar stuff. So they're becoming a player in sports rights. and, And why not? Because that's how you get ratings on TV, right? The NFL is King live sports are King TV shows. Don't draw ratings anymore. It's all about the, you know, you add in the the plus one week as far as the stream. And that's where you can actually see the numbers for TV shows. Right. Live sports are live. You get yes. the viewers right there or within 24 hours on the DVR. And so that's huge for advertising and selling to people.
1: So CW, it's not just a, a back, back end type network. It looks to be making a push for legitimate things. So, um, for the future of of IndyCar and having this opportunity on the CW is, I, I think, a, a better opportunity than maybe it was two, three years ago in terms of where the network was. So, and, and Vice does a tremendous job with with what they do with their documentaries. So, I, I think it's a it's it's better than I thought and a lot of other people thought. And the fact that they're trying to uh, add the live tour is just the next step towards them trying to make a greater footprint in the sporting world. Yeah, we'll see what becomes of it, and we'll hope the IndyCar series
0: adds something to the table for them on that as well. So that's a look at kind of the headlines that we had this week in IndyCar. Silly season essentially done. The The only question marks we have now looking at this are Indy 500 entries. We have the 27 entries ready to go for St. Pete, which, can you remember a time where it's no. been er- like it been mid-January? Wild. I mean, this isn't a- Unreal! Like it's usually late February. We can <laughs> focus on all the negatives, like yes. I mentioned, but like the positive: the, a full field. It's mid January. We already know who's going to show up at St. Pete. Right? I mean, you go back even I don't know what less than a decade ago, and you have coins showing up with drivers where it's TBA the week of right uh, on the schedule for the first race.
1: Yeah. So for for that in that respect, we're talking about positive negatives of the offseason, Tremendous positives. Not only the car count but also the locked-in status of the field this early. So hopefully it leads to a lot of preparation for these teams and not kind of scrambling towards the end and the start of testing and getting into St. Pete and still trying to get guys seated, fitted for seats and all at certain, certain programs. So now everybody's locked in. Everybody should be ready. Hit the ground running, hopefully at St. Pete. And thermal for that reason, for that matter, which is coming up, correct?
0: Yeah, Thermal Club coming up February second and third in Southern California. That'll be the the first look for a lot of these guys with that test. And again, that weekend the Clash. So IndyCar trying to usurp some of the the media covering the NASCAR event. Hey, if you drive out forty five minutes an hour, whatever it is, it's probably more than that due to traffic in L A. But it, to try to get some of those media members to attend both. Before the clash, which is, I believe, a Sunday, February 5th, um, that's it's a pretty smart move by IndyCar, and that will essentially be the spring training, and we'll maybe get some more announcements then as far right. as news and, and, and other items for IndyCar leading in at that point a month before the season.
1: Yeah, so a lot to look forward to, right? Uh, despite some of the negatives... And sometimes us harping on the negatives, it's a positive.
0: For sure. A, a major positive with with how things have played out this offseason, at least with the driver side. You can talk about the off-track stuff, as we mentioned, the marketing and, you know, Lidus Lundquist, we just talked about that and all the other stuff. But full-field streaming series, you, you check those boxes and you have an interesting, something to look forward to as far as the the spring training event. It's something new. It's something different. So all selling points for IndyCar ahead of the upcoming season. We'd love for you to interact with us. You can find us, newtrackrecordpodcast.com. While you're there, sign up for the email list. It is free. You'll never miss an episode or any special announcements. Also, check out the store. We have stickers and t-shirts for sale for you. Plus, you can find us on your favorite social media platforms, Twitter, IndyCarPodcast is the handle. Same on Instagram, on Facebook. Just search for New Track Record. You can find us there. You can email us, NewTrackRecordPodcast at gmail.com. Also, support us via Patreon. Patreon.com slash NewTrackRecord. Thanks to Xavier, Rob, and the others for uh, their support of the podcast. Tears, as little as $1 a month. That's all it takes to be a supporter of us and... You can, as always, listen and follow for free on your favorite podcasting platform. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, CastBox, wherever you find your podcasts, all for free. Mailbag time and fairly quiet week on the mailbag. Not that that's a, a major surprise, but looking at uh, IndyCar's silly season... Hunter's Way 67. Uh, This in regards to Sato. He immediately shoots to the top as a favorite to win the 500. Should be a three-time three-timer
1: already, in my opinion. He's on the short list, for sure. I would agree. I wonder if uh, I don't think the Indy 500 odds are out yet, but I would imagine he's in the top five to seven picks right now. In terms of Uh, odds. This from Burkle, 777.
0: Uh, Silly season's complete. Talking about Stingray Rob and he said, good for him, but such a shame for Linus Lundqvist. What does he have to do to get a ride? Hashtag justice for Linus. Uh, unfortunately, have just money. have more money.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, unfortunately, he needs a, a major backer to step up at this point. So, yes, echoing my opinion, nothing against Stingray Rob. all that stuff, great opportunity for him, congratulations, but Linus Lundqvist should be in that seat. Absolutely. Uh, a look
0: at... Votes for IndyCar Rookie of the Year. Ian Armstrong, Canapino of Hunko, Stingray Rob, Dale Coin Racing, and Benjamin Peterson with Foyt. That's your that's your four rookies. Obviously it's going to be harder for Armstrong to to be Yeah, not running the full schedule. In, yeah, in competition. It's, Looking at the at the poll so far, actually a couple hours left, but Stingray Rob, a clear favorite, 56%. Armstrong, 29%. That's a bit of a surprise. Canopino, 5%, 10% for Peterson. Some replies here. P. Gaynor, 14, says, Going to be interesting, but I picked Rob. Best combo of talent team that we are aware of so far. Obviously, would have picked Armstrong if he was running full season. Let's not discount, and I'm not saying there's going to be bumping for the 500. I have no idea. At most, we'll probably have 35 entries. True. And we already have, 31 driver car combos and 32 if we count the the second for dry and ribald 33 if you, you count the fourth for ray hall and that's 33 right there
1: but if one of those guys those rookies would get bummed miss out of double points does it bring him back to the pack with marcus armstrong yeah
0: or crash in the race and, and finish Correct. you know 25th or worse sure it, it, it's not out of the question it's really hard missing five races especially iowa because that's a double header so you're essentially talking double points that weekend in a way. It'd be very tough, but I think based on his car and his equipment, I think it'll be closer than we expect.
1: But unfortunately, even if that would go with the direction of the 500, you still have four other oval races that would have to go terrible for those other guys. So Stingray Rob, I think is the clear favorite. I still put Marcus Armstrong second. Yeah, I would too. Uh, and then I would say probably Peterson third and Canapino fourth, but I have no confidence in Benjamin Peterson doing much with Foyt until we see it or any driver with Foyt for that matter. And Augustine Canapino is just such a wild card, such an unknown drinking
0: from a fire hose, learning the tracks. so.
1: So the expectations are going to be pretty low for Augustine Canapino in terms of performance. And he's bringing other things to the series for sure. And hopefully, like you mentioned last week, Not a one and done type guy. He's going to be here for multiple seasons. So, Stingray Rob, right now in the clubhouse, your rookie of the year favorite.
0: Uh, Jamin T14, I'd love for Canapino to blow us all away, but I think Stingray will be rookie of the year. Uh, You sent in a write in vote for Fabrizio Barbaza. Did I get that right?
1: Yes, former rookie of the year in uh, IndyCar back in, uh, gosh, I want to say mid 90s sometime. Uh,
0: I mean, I he recognize should, the name, but I'm not going to lie. I didn't know he was a rookie of the year.
1: He did. He won rookie of the year. It may have been 500 rookie of the year. I'm gonna have to look it up now because uh, I picked it out out of out of the air, really, just like I do random splitter driver of the week. Uh, but Fabrizio, he raced in the let's see, he was the 1987 Indianapolis 500 rookie of the year. That's what he was. There you go, and he was third. Wow, at and, Indy that year, and Kart Rookie of the Year in '87. So yeah, it wasn't mid '90s; it was the '80s. But yes, I went. Uh, my my write-in is Fabrizio Barbaza. Uh, DeGuerra said, "I'll be shocked if it
0: isn't Rob." So that's a, a look at replies.
1: And and not to that. marginalize Stingray Rob, but he could be not maybe not necessarily the standout um, player or excuse me, stand standout driver in the rookie class as the least bad. I don't want to make it sound terrible, but that's kind of where we're at, because Peterson's with Foyt. I have no confidence in that. Canapino is a rookie in every sense of the word. That's not good. And Marcus Armstrong is not racing all the races. So, by default, Stingray Robb is your rookie of the year leader, maybe not because of his performance, but because he's with best team out of the four that's racing all the races yeah and that's it's almost by default right yeah and 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 this is the thing so and we were talking about jimmy johnson earlier and my dad asked me this kind of tongue-in-cheek but it's true like if jimmy johnson isn't in the series and only races the 500 or nothing that's a lot of airtime that NBC is going to have to uh, actually figure out what to talk about that's relevant to the race itself, maybe at the front. So they're going to have to fill a lot of content without Jimmy Johnson to fall back on, particularly early in the season. wonder who that's going to be. And if a rookie of the year race doesn't deliver, really running out of material.
0: What am I going to talk about on the podcast <laughs> if I don't have to apologize for jimmy johnson's results week after week
1: yeah you're gonna have to find some other <laughs> scapegoat to blame your <laughs> stuff on
0: oh i'm ki- tongue-in-cheek i'm kidding uh this from poet shevchenko alex polo entering the realm of team ownership uh euro cup three championship polo motorsport beheaded by alex polo driver announcements to follow in the future I-, I know nothing about euro
1: cup me neither it sounds like some 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 soccer related thing but I don't know if it's a junior. Is it below F four? I, I don't even know if it's, is it a
0: Formula Renault Euro Cup. So it's like open wheel cars. Okay. Oh no, that folded in 2020. So this is a new, new it iteration. New iteration Euro Cup three. Hmm. Should we
1: do a Euro Cup three fantasy league?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> enough about it. it's. It is an alternative to the FIA-sanctioned Formula Regional European Championship and Euro Formula Open Championship. Uh, the latter series struggled to attract entries. Um, teams agreed on a maximum budget of Euro 400,000 per season. They all use the Tatus F3 318 chassis. Uh, so it's, a, it's an open-wheel car. Alfa Romeo engine, Hankook tires, push-pass system, extra 25 horsepower. They race at Spa... Um, so Monza, is it, is Zandvoort it, Is it equivalent Astero, of For example a couple other tracks in Spain So is it below F4? I three? think so uh, The series shares the same promoter As the F4 Spanish Championship So uh-huh. that's why 6 of the 8 rounds Are held there And the first race weekend is At Spa May 5th through 7th Gotcha So there you go that's, so Very junior formula Yes So we'll see what uh, becomes of that team. That's that's a pretty cool deal. Palo getting more involved. Also, this from D underscore Mart 23, our new track record uh, Fantasy League winner. Talking about Larson in the 500. All it took was for get Larson in the 500 to win the new track record IndyCar Fantasy League. Yeah, he was our winner. That was his team name.
1: That was the catalyst that put it over the top. Clearly. Yes. So congratulations on on being really the tipping point in getting Kyle Larson in the 500. I'm sure we'll do a fantasy
0: once those details come out again as well. Thanks, everyone, for your questions, comments. You know the channels, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email. All the things. All the things to reach us. Okay. Time for a look at news and notes. A lot of little items. First off, this is from Nathan Brown of the Indy Star. Music City GP organizers said they're committed to hosting a race in 24 and 25 during major construction of something in the Nashville area. So that as far as that's what the new Titan Stadium yeah, is. So that, that's it's a gonna,
1: positive sign. It's going to be right next door to the existing Nissan Stadium. So yes. basically where the paddock area is, correct, is, yes. is really going to be under construction. So. It's nice that there's a commitment there. What's the race look like? Is it another street circuit? Do they go to one of the nearby um, ovals to race, at least in the short term? I don't know, but it's good that they're committed to the race because this is a major project for Nashville's building a new stadium.
0: Meanwhile, uh, for some current tracks on the schedule, some changes, Alabama and Barber Motorsports Park, a new name. The Children's of Alabama Indie Grand Prix, a new title sponsor, Medical Properties Trust. And then they that's the name, Children's of Alabama Gr- Indie Grand Prix. So no more HIGPA. It's hashtag BHM.
1: Okay, I was going to wonder how they were going to...
0: Yeah, same. I was very confused. I'm like, what's the hashtag? Because HIGPA was so easy to remember. Yeah, right? So it. no more Honda. Yeah, no more Honda. Okay.
1: Uh, also... I, uh, I love that it's a local or a state Yes. organization yes, that's stepping up to it. Oh, uh, that's good.
0: The Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg presented by RP Funding. Single day tickets on sale now. gpstpete.com slash tickets. There okay. you go. That's, that's all the info there for you on that track. Uh, HMD Motorsports. They announced the team will expand its motorsports headquarters in Brownsburg, Indiana. Taking up an old marsh. Oh, Really? Marsh no longer values you, but HMD Motorsports values (laughs) their old buildings.
1: Very nice. Expansion's always good. Yeah.
0: 65,000 square foot building, 843 East Main Street, former Marsh in Brownsburg. It's been vacant since 2017 when Marsh closed. Uh, They're going to make significant investment in in the project. And look, this is the building block to an IndyCar team. I think that's clear.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so Marsh, so, when we moved into our current house, I think it's now been, gosh, 15 years, 14, 15 years. There was a marsh nearby that closed. In fact, when we moved in, they were having their like their liquidation sale and you could go in. And from then to late last year, it was vacant. And now they have a Planet Fitness in there.
0: It's a good use of the space. Yeah, so...
1: 2017 to 2023 is better than, gosh, what was it? 2008 to 2022. And that Mars just sat there. But I mean, it's a smaller Mars than 66,000 square feet. That's we have sure. an old Scott's slash Kroger just up the road from our radio yes, station. It's been, well, it's
0: been vacant for it's, 15 years it's or whatever. It's because of that
1: cornucopia. Like they would yeah. tear it down, but there's an artistic cornucopia thing that I guess is a, a value of value to someone. I don't know. I mean, it's a unique thing, but unique doesn't necessarily mean.
0: And an old, was it an old Scots that was up uh, on the north side of Fort Wayne that was torn down and now it's just like a parking lot? On yeah, Anthony it's the one and on Crescent? Anthony
1: and Crescent. Yeah, and they tore that down. Well, they were trying to. They had issues with the building and eventually tore it down. And I don't think they ever. Well, no, they got the one up on Clinton that's kind of close, but uh, yeah, we're going down a rabbit hole here. Yeah. But, yeah. Either way, it's, it's nice fine. to it's see nice. these
0: properties get some use.
1: Again.
0: Yes, definitely. All right. Some other notes uh, for you. Indy 500 Snake bit is announced. I like to play this game. How many of these artists have you heard of? So here's the lineup. Cascade? Uh, vaguely familiar. Yeah, I've, I've heard of Cascade. Subtronics? Vaguely familiar. I, I don't think I've heard of that one. John Summit? No. DJ Diesel? Now I had not heard of DJ Diesel, but I but definitely I know, know who, yes, it's, who it's DJ Shaq. Diesel is. Yes. yes,
1: I didn't know he was still a DJ.
0: I didn't either. So that's pretty cool and that's a big-time celebrity that I mean everyone knows who Shaq is. Yes. He's he's almost has he become more of a celebrity after being a basketball player? I feel like he has. In I would a way. say so.
1: Now some of it I think is is the changing landscape of pop culture, or social media and all that stuff. But when I was a kid Shaq was a big deal coming out of LSU. Mm -hmm. So, I guess maybe for the more casual people, he's become more of a household name. But, yeah, he definitely has longevity. That's for sure.
0: Shaq was a huge deal when I was a kid because he played for the Lakers. Yes. (laughs) That's what what I remember him dominating uh, the NBA with the Lakers. And, of course, then he went on to play for all these teams, the Heat, Cleveland, the Suns, Boston. Yeah. Am I forgetting any?
1: I mean, obviously Orlando to start. Yeah. There. Orlando was the pure with him and Fernie Hardaway. That was, that was my time I, as a kid, remembering Shaq and his quote unquote glory years. Jowzo official. I don't know if I said I that no right. Idea that no is. idea, but I, I've at least uh, at least heard
0: of cascade. And I knew who DJ diesel was when they, when they said who it was. So interesting lineup. Uh, look, some years I feel like the lineups are bigger, but I'm also not in that scene and getting Shaq and cascade, I think is a really big deal.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think whatever makes the people in the snake pit happy, I'm fine with it. They couldn't yeah, care less of that this race going. On. Yeah, that's that's fine that is me. not
0: our scene. Yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. Uh, Jamie Chadwick will remain part of the Williams F1 Academy in 2023. Remember she's running Indie Lights with Andretti. Also SRX. So we know they're going back to the Thursday night thunder on ESPN. Kyle Busch, Clint Boyer, um, Kevin Harvick, Elio Castroneves, all set to participate in SRX this summer. We would expect Tony Stewart, obviously, to be there. Marco Andretti, the defending series champion, to be there as well. But some of the other names from NASCAR and IndyCar are set to participate. Should be good. Really looking forward to this Me on Thursday. And I, I think the TV ratings will go way up.
1: I will say the guilty pleasure of summer with no racing on... If there's no racing on Saturday night, was SRX. So for me, I don't know how much I'll be able to watch Thursdays as opposed to Saturdays, but hopefully it works out.
0: It, it's, it's a fun thing to flip to if it's on and you have nothing going on.
1: And I think you have a greater ability to get... Drivers from other series coming over when it's not on the weekends. I mean, conceivably, and I don't know how many drivers would actually do this, is you could race an SRX event on on Thursday, then jet over to wherever the cup race or IndyCar race or whatever is, uh, beginning practice on Friday. So I don't know how many drivers would actually do that, but conceivably you could. More of an opportunity there. Yes. For sure. All right. Uh,
0: A couple other things to get to. Will Power, he's withdrawn from the Rolex 24. Uh, His wife, Liz, underwent surgery and is dealing with complications. So best wishes to the Power family on that. Um, Hopefully everything goes well. So obviously it's got to be pretty serious uh, in this situation. So best wishes to them. It would have been his debut in the Rolex 24.
1: Hopefully she's uh back fully recovered and twisting the hell out of water bottles <laughs> starting the IndyCar season.
0: Yes. That that is just something y- you got to see at least at least in the month of May.
1: That is a a story that admittedly maybe it's been told but I've never seen anybody do a story on where that's come from, how long she's done it, is it something she just started when uh, he got an Indy car. I, I want them to know the story. Is, is it just habit? Is it I need a water bottle or it just so happens she has a water bottle on her hand? Like, I want the the story behind the story for that.
0: The uh, behind the music, if yes. you will. How'd
1: All right, this
0: uh, tweet from Jimmy Broadbent who has as, uh, sim racing stuff, but the Motorsport Games saga is taking another negative turn, uh, motorsport games employees, uh, threatened to leak the source code of four games. <laughs> um, they're, they've reportedly not been paid. They're threatening lawsuits. Tire board of directors left the company of refunding. Everything is going downhill. Yeah. This- uh, and this includes the IndyCar game, uh, NASCAR ignition 21, NASCAR heat five IndyCar and KartCraft. they there. That's the threat. So not ideal. Again, I think we'll both be shocked if this game debuts in May, like it's supposed to.
1: And I would imagine even with the the NASCAR games, you want to get those out soon. But I haven't seen anything for motorsport games to um, highlight or get anybody excited for any motorsport game in twenty twenty three. Not just IndyCar, but NASCAR as well. Like it, it's not out there. Like you have disgruntled employees, disgruntled former employees. You have a board of directors that doesn't exist apparently. It's just an absolute dumpster fire. And not only did IndyCar rely on motorsport games to do this, but it also put all its eggs in one basket and effectively destroyed its relationship with iRacing. So it's a lose-lose all around because it doesn't sound in a million years that this thing is going to come out. And even if it does, is it going to be an absolute turd? It sounds like if it does hit the open market, it won't be that good.
0: And then you have the whole iRacing thing, and
1: And everyone will be like, I told you. So I guess that was the other
0: real negative story that everyone was talking about, and I'm not in that world, so I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on it by any means, but yeah, it seemed pretty bad that there was this exclusive thing with Motorsport Games, and you left iRacing. It was just a very bad look for the sim racing community as a whole.
1: This just seems like a decision altogether that people that don't know much or anything about video games or gaming and how this works was sold on motorsport games, despite their issues, probably with a snazzy presentation and all that stuff, probably use PowerPoint. That's always clutch and didn't see the impact or the effectiveness of iRacing. Like it's just a, basically a bunch of people out of their element that don't understand. And you and me, admittedly, I'm not going to pretend to know, a lot about iRacing or understanding how big that is but i do know that it has its niche and it's craved by plenty of people and it also exposes your sport to a lot of people that wouldn't otherwise watch or be interested in it so another disaster marketing disaster for IndyCar on the cusp not just with the iRacing stuff but now effectively looking at this this IndyCar game, and would be shocked, absolutely shocked if it's a thing. I mean, this thing's supposed to come out in four months. Nobody has seen any type of of uh, preview or stuff that's involving the engine, the race engine, or anything, or cutscenes or models, nothing. Absolutely nothing.
0: Yeah, they just had those, like, Sims at tracks last year like in the fan zone i i didn't try it so i can't say what it looked like or how it was but it was probably just really like an iRacing racing setup in reality
1: yeah there's no there's no graphics renderings or track renderings there's or no teasers that we no seen there's or just or absolutely trailers. nothing nothing and this thing's supposedly coming out in four months hard to, it's not happening there's no way unless there's something going on behind the scenes that we don't know everything public points to me like motorsport games maybe in its current iteration has released its final game not just IndyCar but at this point how could you expect to see a a NASCAR game this year yeah not not looking positive
0: all right tweets of the week just one tweet to get to and this again we talked about it but Steve Whitick of uh, trackside online a quick shout out to Linus Lundquist who has handled disappointment after disappointment with immeasurable class He's got the talent, and his time to shine will come. I hope we see him in a race this year. That's all I got to say.
1: That would be my hope, my prayer that we see uh, him. And I, 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 right now, I would say he's a guy that's going to get an opportunity late in the season when a driver is is uh, removed from his seat for underperformance.
0: Random split error, driver of the week. Time, who we got this week. All
1: right, so we're going to cart, and we're going to go to 1999, and Andrea Montemini. From Italy. Who? Andrea or Andrea? I don't know. What's the manly way to say Andrea? I'll say Andrea Montramini from Italy. Uh, he raced, uh, let's see, actually had 29 or excuse me, 19 starts in Formula One between 1994 and 1996. And he was a the guy then in the early uh, 90s raced in cart and then came back in 1999 with All-American Racers and raced four races that season towards the end of the year. Vancouver, with his top performance of 11th, also raced at Laguna Seca, Houston, and Surfers Paradise. That was his uh, his last time in cart. Before that, 93 raced for Euro Motorsport, 94 race for Pain Coin Racing, King Racing, and Project Indy. That's a trio of dominant uh, programs, if I've ever seen one. And... Actually pre- pre- performed in, in Formula One 94, 95, 96. So really bracketed his time in Formula One with being in cart and raced for SimTech Pacific and 40 in Formula One. And let's see his top finish in Formula One, eighth in Germany, it looks like in 1995 in the Pacific Grand Prix.
0: He was with the iconic MTV SimTech Ford team in 94 did not qualify for Spain. Yes. That was his lone attempt, but man, those cars to me are iconic.
1: The, uh, I'm Sim-tech not Fords, forget the MTV yeah. Simtek Fords. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. In terms of, of, of what you've seen out of those cars. And not I that forgot, they were good. I, I remember SimTech Ford. I forgot the MTV was part of that whole yeah. operation. Oh yeah. Um but yeah, Andrea Montramini. 19 starts in Formula One and career in IndyCar, as we're looking at it, or cart at the time. It looked like he had 11 starts total. Did not start uh, the Surfers Paradise race in 1994, uh, but had a fourth at Detroit for Euro Motorsport in 1993. That was one of three races, four races for him to appear. Still with us, 58 years old, was born in Sassu- Sassuolo, Italy. This week's random split air drive of the week, Mr. Andrea Montermini.
0: For Justin Kinney, I'm Caleb Hatch. We'll be back with more the latest and greatest in IndyCar news next week. Thanks for joining us on New Track Record Podcast.
1: Podcasts by Federated Media.